1: Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank. I'm here with Matt. Hey, how's it going? Any person that says I'm into the UFOs, I'm into all these, like, listed off a bunch of things. And I'm like, I'm in. Okay, you got me hooked. Because I'm a UFO. I'm a UFO person. I try and talk to so many UFO people, but it's hard to get someone that's not using a fake name. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has this, like, occult in their name or some type of thing. And I'm like, I want to talk to an actual person who... Thinks or says or talks about these things openly. It's like everyone's hiding in closed corners. So I
0: follow the, the two, actually, the two rock stars in ufology right now are Lou Elizondo, and he's the guy that uh, was on 60 Minutes about uh, five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is filmmaker Jeremy Corbel. Yes. Uh, those are the two guys right now, I think, that are getting the most attention. Uh, of course, Lou worked. For the uh, in the military, and he's buddies with uh, ex Senator Harry Reid, who kind of covertly started uh, another Project Blue Book, if you will, in the late '90s. Um, So those are the two guys I'm kind of following right now. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot going on, and you know, the I believe it was in January that the Senate Intelligence Committee. Asked the Pentagon basically to disclose what the hell's going on because all these videos were coming out. And then that came out. It's only like nine pages. Yeah, June 27th. Yeah. And it didn't say much. Um, So there you go. Uh, But by not saying much probably says a ton,
1: right? Yeah. But do you think like because Australia released 1700. And America only released nine. And I've had friends who are astrophysicists who I've asked this question to. And they said, yeah, it's they're not giving you anything, really. Uh, They even talk about how the pages are really like one. The first page is just the intro, like the context of what's in the article. The last two pages are references. And then the other pages are explaining in bold, extra bold and super bold lettering of what a UAP is. And I'm like, you're not really going into this thing with how you supposed it to everybody of releasing UFOs, you changed it to UAPs. And I'm, I'm just curious, what do you think that they hit here? Cause in my belief, I, I look at it, maybe it's more of drones, but I don't know because I've had a couple guests on the show who've described the exact same three lights in the sky. And they talk about how it like, it's like my hand. If you're looking at my hand, it, As you move, it moves like a dimension, like they conquered, like a two-dimensional type of craft, like the Orville with Seth MacFarlane where they're in 2D space. And someone mentioned to me, well, no, I think it's like the saucers or the things that you sell in those videos. And I go, the last person that really talked highly of this or talked about working with things of this thing that we really don't know about the government might have was Bob Lazar. That was around, what, the 80s? so you would think if it's aliens they upgraded their equipment hundred percent to meet what people are talking about now with the three lights in the sky where it might be a two-dimensional thing
0: so in in my local paranormal group uh one of the questions that we ask ourselves is what is a ufo and the answer that we came up with is it's not just one thing it's a whole probably a whole lot of stuff um one of which is not extraterrestrial um, but another one, which is terrestrial, and then you go into extra dimensional. because uh, kind of the theme of my group is quantum physics is slowly or more rapidly making the paranormal normal. And probably one of my favorite physicists is Dr. Michio Kaku. Now, he's seen, you know, the Tic Tac footage and Go Fast and Gimbal, and he thinks there's something to it. You know, he's he's like, okay, wow, yeah, this is something. Um, whereas other folks like Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's kind of way out there, but you know, he kind of dismisses it. So you still even within that realm of these really smart guys, you've got like the two extremes. So I believe what I would
1: argue Neil deGrasse Tyson said was that why would they why would they be interested in us? And I'm like, why wouldn't they be?
0: What if they created us?
1: see now what you're talking about there is my little theory is imagine if you had like a lab or aliens in a lab or something they create this little thing so these little particles or bacteria and they drop them on four planets planet one didn't make it planet two made it but then died off planet three died off and we're the last of the four we're the one that made it this far now they're coming to intercept or maybe they're coming here as an idea of like we don't want you to destroy yourselves we want you to know that there's a you made it this far we can't fucking lose the last one of our things and i think that's a possible theory as well too
0: I, you know as far as y- i agree with that because one of the phenomena that's occurred over the last 20 25 years is the ufo sightings around military bases and especially nuclear uh missile silos one of which is i know malmstrom air force base in montana where they temporarily kind of hover shut stuff down everybody freaks out then they turn the lights back on um but that's happened at more than one that's the i think the most famous one because several of the officers there convened in washington this was a long time ago maybe like 15 years ago at the national press club in washington dc and talked about it Yet that, in and of itself, wasn't enough to really kick off the, the ufology phenomena. I think it was probably the New York Times article in, is that 2017 in December, where they debuted the uh, Tic Tac video? Or is that 2019? I think it was uh, 2019. 2019, yes. Yeah, so It hasn't been that long. But I think that's what kicked it off. And that's when everybody got interested, including the government officials. Like, hey, what's going on here?
1: It, that they released it during the pandemic about there being unidentified flying objects. And then it seemed like a lot of people didn't really care. And I get it because the pandemic and everything, but there's still not a whole lot of care when it comes into like, we were tried to storm Area 51 two Septembers ago. And it didn't, What what where's all those people now? It's like more people are worried about a pandemic or worried about the lab or worried about all these things that are going on in the world now, which I mean, we'll probably end up hitting the lab topic at some point but i look at it like where is the idea something that could unite everyone in a nation that's really divided right now and nations all over are divided right now a thing that there might be something else out there and the fact that it has come here
0: i, I think that this topic actually the uh it was it was started in january i think it was at the time it was still the trump administration senator marco marco rubio was Uh, the head of the Senate Intel Committee. But then when Biden took office, uh, my senator in Virginia Warner is the new head. And but, you know, they're collaborating. So it's like the most bipartisan issue on Capitol Hill, I think, is this UFO disclosure, if you will. So, yeah, I think it would bring people together. But honestly, I'd say half of America are probably more interested in what Kim Kardashian's wearing or not wearing than the. To me, I think it's bizarre to still think that there's this uh, religious grip that people would lose their minds if it turns out that ETs are real and they would lose their religion which no they might uh, but I don't think people are gonna freak out and hit the streets like uh, you know the famous radio broadcast uh, <laughs> back uh, Orson Wells yeah War of, so, the worlds. I, War of the worlds yeah I don't I don't think I don't see that happening.
1: Do you think it's just because people don't want to put the energy into something that they know they're probably not going to get the answer to? Like, why is everything being so secret when we know that they're obviously hiding something? Nine pages will tell you that enough. But what is it that they're hiding is the big question.
0: Yeah, that and there's another question you could tag to that, and that is who knows what. So supposedly presidents even are just need to know because they're temporary. They might serve four years or eight years. So. Is it these uh, uh, black box compartmentalized uh, uh, pseudo-government industrial, you know, like part Raytheon, part, you know, industrial complex, military industrial complex? I mean, who really knows what? Uh, And honestly, I don't think that most government officials really know anything.
1: I think, like, for instance, they're like Illuminati. People think it's a shrouded cloak of people working in this giant mountaintop somewhere and I'm like I think it's just if you have enough money you have the access to be able to control influence and power and I think that's just the predicament that we in I think the world's gone to shit because it's a factor of somebody lying, like much like a lawyer would to sway their point, to make sure that they can win and not lose and get a loss on their record. It's been countless ages of people doing that in our system. And now we're so fucked backwards where we're like, how do we get out of here? It's like, I don't know, put your mask back on. It's like, but you told me not to, well, I'm telling you something different now.
0: Yeah. I think you have something there: money, power competition. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that it's uh necessarily the Bilderbergers or, you know, an exclusive club of billionaires. I think there are probably billionaires that are excluded. Uh, but, but I think you're right. I I think it's just about, you know, the more money you get, the more power you get, or you want, and then the more competitive you get, and then you start to invest in things, you learn about things, you become friends with other elite people and it just kind of snowballs
1: now out of all the things that you work on or you focus into, do you have moments or a glimpse, I would say, where you kind of focus into one or you're more about one than the other kind of sways back and forth a little bit?
0: Yeah, so right now, um, UFOs are really dominating the headlines. But the approach that I have is it's, it's not just about ufology. Um, if picture a triangle, if you will, where you've got ufology here, and then you've got quantum, here, quantum physics, and then you've got spirituality here. And I think they're all intricately connected. Um, because again, we don't know what UFOs or UAPs are. I think there are a lot of different things. Um, and if it gets into the quantum physics aspect, I think Lou Elizondo recently in an interview I saw in the last month, he kind of stressed, don't focus on aliens as much as uh, inner space, outer space, and the space between, which to me, sounds like quantum physics. Um, and again, that's, it's kind of the frustrating thing is people know things and then they, they can't say things and then they tease things and then they wait a little bit. And then they, yeah, it's, it's not that I don't trust Lou Elizondo, because I think he's done a lot for the cause, if you will, but it's, yeah, I don't know. Is he being controlled? Is he being manipulated either, you know, consciously, subconsciously? Is he being? It, it, there's just so many little uh, elements, you know, it's and even Jeremy Corbel, he's uh, you know, he's come out with some stuff. And I'm like, eh, but, you know, I don't know what he knows. He's more of the uh, the teaser, like, oh, just wait, I'm going to have something in two weeks. Oh, just wait, I'm going to have something in a month. And I like the guy because he did the documentary on Bob Lazar recently. And I even have a I have a a movie poster that the Bob Lazar signed uh, that somebody got for me as a gift. But, you know, let's just spill our guts. You know, what's going on? Let's just kind of lay it all out on the table.
1: Do you think? I think probably, especially if we talk about the UFO topic, I think a multitude of things have gone wrong. I think the, the one major thing is the fact of like you were saying with Jeremy Corbell, best people that would represent or have the best information about UFO topics are either intangible. They are trying to market something like, hey, buy this or wait till this comes up or they're trying to lure you in because I get it, money. You want money. You want people to view your stuff. It's all about sales. Or they're limited on the things that they can say based on what they know and the clearance that they have afraid to lose their clearance. And it's like, it's the, you've never really seen anybody come out and scream a bunch of things from the rooftops. The last person that did that is Alex Jones. And that man has been labeled the conspiracy nuts where I'm like, huh? Ah seven of the 10 things he said have been fucking spot on. So I'm just curious. Is like, I want to let the other events play out in the next 10 years and see if those other three come true. That's true. Um, and to his benefit,
0: you know, he's, he's only as good as information he's getting from other sources. And he has to decide whether it's reliable or not. So sometimes even a reliable source gives you information that may not turn out to be reliable. So even seven out of 10 times, I think is exceptional. Um, cause nobody's going to get it perfect. There's another gentleman that's not really Alex Jones, but maybe Alex Jones is his name is David Wilcock. Uh, and he's kind of a science kind of guy. And he has a lot of sources. Um, he's been quiet for about six weeks, but he has a YouTube channel. Um, and of course, uh, there's a guy named Jimmy church who has a, uh, podcast. Now he big podcast, uh, former rock and roll musician. It's kind of turned, uh, he's got a paranormal talk show, but focuses a lot on UFOs and, and he has the George Knapps and the Jeremy Corbels and all those guys on there at least once a month. Um, you know, they get a lot of information. two weeks ago, he got an email from a source that said there was a 23 minute video a la Tic Tac, but 23 minutes long that supposedly is going to be released. And then I've heard other folks hint about, yeah, this is going to be released. But, you know, again, let's take, let's just throw stuff out on the table. You know, lay, lay all your, car, uh, you know, I call, lay all your cards out. What do you have? You know, do you have a flush? Do you have two pair? Let's see it and then let's go on from there. But I, I don't know that that's probably feasible because if you're someone who has information, you're probably sitting on it for something that would benefit you and or maybe there's, there is a safety element, you know, I'm, you know, I could do this and then I could get in trouble uh, or I'm not supposed to disclose this or. You can
1: get mcafee
0: Yes, <laughs> which by the way, Mr. McAfee uh, went to school in my hometown where I'm now Salem, Virginia, it's called Renew College. He actually graduated from there. So he, you know, it was pretty big news around here locally when that happened. But yeah.
1: What um do you think also it's an aspect of like there might be some people like I from my perspective of releasing alien stuff, release it to the people that want to know everything. If they can handle it. Then they can handle it. If they can't, that's on them because that's what they wanted. My big thing when Area 51 was uh, the idea of being stormed and I was like, people are like, you're not going to let Area 51. That's not going to happen. They're not just going to let you walk in. They don't care about killing people at that aspect of things. They're going to find a way to manipulate you or get you to stop. But I look at it like if you charge 10 bucks a head into Area 51. You know what you're going into. It's like when you smoke or if you do something, you know the effects of what's going to end up happening to you. Are you willing to accept those? Okay, then do it. Nobody's going to stop you from doing it. Area 51, I would, if I could pay $10, go in, see some crazy shit. I would either walk out like I fucking knew it or I would walk out like I wasn't ready for that. But it's the fear of somebody hearing something or reading something and then losing their mind at what they just found out. And then you are now responsible technically for that person, knowing that or hearing that off of a site. And the next thing you know, you have a bunch of people that are hurting themselves.
0: Yeah. And and there's two aspects of that, one of which makes me mad, one of which kind of makes me sympathize with them. The one that makes me mad is okay, they disclose everything. What have they done? How have they harmed or killed people to cover it up and boy that boy now you're in a lot of trouble the other thing is and this is a theory i've heard quite often is the technology is so advanced that we could have free energy tomorrow we could cure cancer tomorrow we could live to 150 years tomorrow that's not but if you did that exactly and if you did that well what's the impact on the economy so Pharmaceutical companies and hospitals are now, I could see where that you might need a transition, right? If all of a sudden the oil industry and the pharmaceutical industry are not necessary, you know, that puts a lot of people out of work. That could damage your economy for the short term. I kind of see that. But even if that is the case, you know, let's start at least baby stepping to get to disclosing, hey, you know, this is a possibility now. There is free energy, it's like Tesla you can tap into it you just need the right gear or equipment uh you don't need gasoline to fuel things anymore and it doesn't seem like maybe we're we're doing that if that's the case
1: well like even with uh, electronic cars or electric cars when they were even first coming out there was only what one pump at a gas station filled everything else was gas and then now it's like there's Billions of them there's so much at every single gas station you don't need to really worry about charging your car, at least in my area just in the past two years became normal past three years became normal i'm like it doesn't it might be a little bit of like that something type of situation like that, but you can slowly let it go in my issue is with the informational control, what we would call the gatekeeping of information. There's so much information out there, but only some is limited to you of what you can know. And people are pro-censorship only on the aspect of it hasn't come for them yet. Once it comes for them, they see the issue with it. I don't think censorship is good on the aspect of you shouldn't want anybody reading something that's offensive or hurtful that's going to make them hurt themselves, 100%. But you can't censor somebody based on a political view. Based on maybe retweeting or there's so many articles I tried to share about aliens and there's so many articles I try to share about lab or vaccine or COVID or just political stuff with Biden, you couldn't send it. The message right. got taken down. It was known as like misinformation or disinformation or stuff. It's like, but. It's came out already. Oh, I don't want it on my platform. Well, then what we, we got to make a rule where all these giant companies, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all these things, they have to go to a new free claims act where the information has to be up there and people have to sort it out for themselves. If anything, people that are pro that, they should look at that as an insult because now they're assuming that you're too stupid to know what the truth is.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Freedom of speech only exists so far as the uh, media platform agrees with what you're saying. And it's usually because of a political slant, yeah.
1: And like, as a podcaster, you know that too. I mean, so many things you have to regulate on what you say on the basis you can get flagged for something.
0: Right, right. And it kind of makes me sick to my stomach. I mean, what freedom of speech is freedom of speech, right? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm think, getting some thoughts in my head here where I kind of want to transition to masks. Um, <laughs> so we're we're talking about where people might Where I don't think for the most part, people would freak out if if aliens are real, except for these people, and that's the people that I see that are walking down the street a 1000 miles from anyone. And they're wearing their mask and they're outside and they think they're going to catch a virus that. I worry about folks like that, because when the shit really does hit the fan they're going to be the first ones to probably die Uh, that scares that scares me. And that they're buying things hook, line, and sinker. Um, you know, be a free thinker. Think for yourself. Question stuff. Um,
1: when has anything ever been face value? When is anything in the world that the, anything the government has done, anything that happens to come with anything, been ever a face value thing? You smoke a cigarette, you get a nicotine high. That was the face value. Nobody thought about lung cancer. What? Why is everyone taking? Like, um, I know a guy that goes to my work. I work at a gym. Watch CNN every single day. Just always CNN, put CNN on, P- CNN on. I don't want to watch Fox, put CNN on. CNN had released that you should be wearing masks again. Just yesterday, I saw him wearing a mask again. I was like, because what'd you think the whole time you weren't social distancing and talking face-to-face, talking, having full-on conversations, and that time you just got lucky you didn't get COVID? Or is there something else going on?
0: Uh, to me... You know, I, my mind goes to uh, maybe they're doing like an A-B test. You know, how far can they take something? What can they get away with? They had to pull what's that the shit rate back. Of compliance? And then they yeah.
1: fucking toss the reel back out. What's the, yeah, what's the
0: rate of compliance? But boy, uh, this thing that's going on in Australia where they've got people, they're apparently the military is knocking on doors to, to make sure you're there because you're not supposed to go out. And they've got helicopter surveillance. And, you know, and I'm not just... When this was sent to me, of course, I kind of explored it and it's not just like crazy website. I mean, it's like mainstream media websites that, that you can see this through. So where well, would hate to be, I knew, I do have a friend that lives there, but I haven't spoken with him in a while. And I know He's not liking
1: this. I'll say when we get done with this shot, I got multiple friends in Australia. I'll send you what they say because, I mean, they're, I know they're in the midst of it. I know Canada is they're de- dealing with a bunch of their own shit, too. I mean, you have to have work to be able to leave. You can't really go out and explore. But I look at it like how many people thought that, oh, it was only going to be two weeks. We're going to be on lockdown. That's OK, because we're going to save lives. And eventually that two weeks got longer and longer and longer. Then it was $5,000 fine in my town if you left your home. And then it was like, when do, how much authority do you have in our life? I thought we were free. It's like, no, we're disguised as freedom. Much as like we're disguised as a country that cares about mental health. But every time we throw money at it, we never watch where the fucking money goes. So Bellasio can lose $850 million and nobody knows where it goes. Okay. So yeah, does that not piss of... you off? Does that not, it gets me so fucking mad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... I'm a little sedated here because I haven't had coffee, but yeah, it does. It frustrates the piss out of me. Yeah, um, but I, you know, it, it gets back to this thought in my head that this is a uh, this is a test of a means of control to see, you know, okay, we're kind of they're kind of greasing the skids, if you will, to see what they can get away with, what works, what doesn't work, uh, how it impacts people, who who's not going to comply, who's not wearing a mask. Um, And then if it goes to the extent where you can not fly on an airline because you don't have the shot or you haven't been inoculated and that kind of stuff, and then you get the card. So my parents, I I told them, and they're elderly, my mother has uh, COPD and diabetes. It's like, here's what I think. If you wanna get the shot, fine. If you don't, I'll support you. Of course, their doctors, you know, were wringing their hands, begging them to get the shot. So I took them to get the shot. I don't, I didn't get it, you know, but I took them to get it. Um, and then you get this card, or at least here in Virginia, you get this card. And so now they go to the doctor and they want to see the card was, well, I'm telling you, my mom got the shot. Well, you know, we don't have a record of that. Well, it's not my fault. I mean, you know, like, it's like some kind of like this card, you know, in order to get past go and collect $200, you've got to have this card. Uh, otherwise, you know, we're going to discriminate against you you can't do a b and c that's kind of scary to me um
1: yeah my no we haven't in my town i live in a beach town all the restaurants are now mandatory you have to be vaccinated or you're not working here anymore and i'm like how I, that's going to become where people are going to be like i don't want to lose my job over that i want to i guess i'll have to get it and be forced into something that they might not necessarily want to do eric weinstein and a guy named dr pierre corey dr pierre corey studies ivermectin uh, that one that used to treat COVID-19. He got his whole channel off YouTube taken down because he talked about a drug that was cheaper and more effective against COVID-19, but the government wasn't using it because they couldn't profit off of it. They, can, they labeled that medical misinfor, uh, medical disinformation. Medical disinformation and misinformation are two different things. Misinformation means you accidentally spread fake news or you accidentally spread something that might not necessarily be true. Disinformation means you had intent. To do so it's my example of when i talk about these two words lockdown and quarantine why is it the same exact thing but two sound completely different one sounds like you're a great person you're doing a safety act can you guess what that one is that's going to be quarantine and then lockdown is seen as now you need to stay inside your door and you're not able to leave and it's like well you start to notice the words that they say, the ones they use to like convince you. And I'm so like, I don't know, I'm upset the fact of how we're that easily manipulated as people. And I get it. If it's it's not a freedom thing. It's more of like if you look at the government history of a lot of shit, they've been known they like the Chinese model of the authoritarian government where the people live in the fucking la la land and they don't know what the fuck's going on. But we're not like that because we have established a freedom thing. And now it's very, very hard to back down, like, oh, maybe not so free. So, and here's another aspect of
0: the whole COVID thing. When you mentioned China, what's happening here, and I'm sure it's probably happening in your town, is because of the fact that the government's just handing out money not to work, we're having a hard time in Southwest Virginia. Staffing restaurants, so restaurants either are shutting down for the day because they can't get people to come to work or they're shutting down early. Uh, last week, it's not just the restaurant industry, the uh, the local CVS drugstore was having such a hard time getting people to come and work that the pharmacists got fed up and they said screw this we're walking out. And the whole damn place shut down for three days, <laughs> so you know paying people to do nothing, I think, is another AB test of socialism Um, you know we're paying you you're blissfully happy but then you know it impacts the free market economy um so that's that's a scary element and then people in virginia are crying because i know that uh you know minimum wage laws are different by state you know and then they're crying and oh you don't pay us and if you don't pay us enough so what's going to happen when we pay you what you want well, nothing's gonna effectively change for you because the free market economy, at least while we have it, is gonna dictate that well, the, pr- uh, the prices of goods and services
1: are gonna go up. So it's not like you got to raise it all. The people don't understand that. Um, I had somebody, I commented on a post. They said, um, you should like, uh, how much is a living wage? And I commented, I was like, I don't know. I make 12 an hour and Subway is getting paid 18 an hour. I don't consider 12 a living wage. And somebody commented and says, you shouldn't complain, you're you're still making money. I'm like, but you consider $12 fucking sustaining enough to afford rent in a home? I live in Ocean City, so I'm not too far away from you. It's two grand a month for a small one-bedroom place around here. How do you expect someone that's making $12 an hour to be able to afford their own place without multiples of rent or split in multiple different ways? The, the The weirdest thing is that, It's not easy for you to survive, and I think they make you so exhausted so they can do the things they want to do and you won't raise a question or look into it because you're too exhausted to try and be able to do anything to stop it.
0: And and I think also, I don't know if it's it's probably more because they're inept, but the, the state government here in Virginia, at least, you know, they didn't do anything with minimum wage for what 10 or 12 years. So when you don't do anything and it just sits and sits and sits, and you know the um, the cost of living every year goes up two three four percent, and the minimum and then all of a sudden you've got to because br- you've missed all that time you've got to quickly bring it up, you know and it's not easy to do that especially to you know small businesses it, it's it's like they should have had a gradual approach you know increase minimum wage every year or every two years as the cost of living goes up in your area and that might even be different here in Virginia I know Southwest Virginia is different than Northern Virginia, but um, you know they kind of sat on it i don't know why that was the case but when you have to bring it up to speed a whole lot in a hurry it, you know it, it puts a lot of constraints on on business on small businesses especially your mom and pops but
1: that's what i try and tell people is like go to the ufo thing if you don't want to tackle the government shit. if you don't want to go dot because whenever you bring up that people have already their sided points so there, it's very hard for people to even open up the realm of conversation. They just want to walk away from you if you don't agree. So then to tackle the UFO thing, if there's a fact that you can get a bunch of more articles released about the truth to the UAP or the UFO thing, then you know that they're hiding more shit about what's going on in the world. And that's only going to – I mean if you just look through the government history, the FOIA website has everything. It's Freedom of Information Act. I was scrolling on there for three hours looking through lab articles and all these things. Every country's talked about it way before Trump did. Trump, just the one that somehow the vaccine got linked to his name. But suddenly all the people that said it's a Trump vaccine are now getting the vaccine. And once you, it's very fucking back and forth. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm taking crazy pills, but you're the first person I've talked to from UFO Twitter, besides a couple other people that have actually like, you're not like, I don't know why you called yourself a conspiracy person. A conspiracy person's like how I'm talking where I'm like ramped up a little bit. You're all like calm, cool, and collective. And I'm like, that's how you got to do it. When someone asks about UFOs, you go, well, there's some certain articles that are coming out and all it's perfect way of explaining it me i'd be like there's aliens like i'm all over the place
0: yeah well part of my issue now is i used to be the way i just turned 50 so once you hit that half century mark you're kind of a little more docile by nature <laughs> but um when you talk about FOIA, there's this gentleman his name's john greenwald um and I believe his website's called the black ball he probably i guess like 25 years now he knows how to navigate Boy, he's, he started doing it when he was just like an adolescent. Um, of course he's big on ufology and UFO stuff, but other, other things as well. But I would encourage, uh, folks to go out there and check out his website, the black Vault, cause he knows how to navigate and nag the crap out of them. And he's gotten a lot of things, uh, released on his website and he's, he's a common guest on like the coast to coasts. And, uh, I've the talked about him a few cultures. times. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, when I, yeah. When they released uh, the UFO documents of the classifieds the CIA was supposed to do, they released something in January, and then they released the UAP report in June. Now, I went to his website, and I was like, that's the best way if the government's going to give you a lot of documentations, like 600 articles or whatever, release it on a website. Like, Because his website wasn't government official like everybody wanted. It was seen as like people – I sent it to multiple people. Check these articles out. They're real PDF documents, files from the government that are translated just like you would find on a CIA website or FOAI website. But when you sent it to people, they go – I already clicked the site. It doesn't look real. And I'm like, ah, damn it. You guys have a better marketing team with his website.
0: Yeah. And the other aspect of that is, you know, when you do actually get something, they can just drop a mothership load of stuff on you. And then it's like, oh, God. And, you know, then you have to kind of like sort through it, uh, dig through it, a lot of stuff to go through. You need like a, a team of folks really. I mean, that's anything with the government. Even when a new laws passed, you have to like, I forget who said it. Well, we need to we passed it, but now we need to read it to know what it means to, you know checked off yeah it's a law now but uh who famously said i think that was uh i think that had to do with the uh affordable care act i think when Everybody he started saying it and it, they didn't know what was in it
1: when he started saying it i was thinking of i'm just a bill on top of capitol hill
0: yeah yeah i remember at the schoolhouse rock oh yeah um unfortunately that's the way our government works you know you're there's this dichotomy with one party or another and you pressured to vote one way or another and don't have time to read it, don't have time to digest or understand it. And it, it just it could be a little more it could be a little more simplified. I'm not a fan of the two-party system
1: really either. But what would be an easy thing that you could suggest for people like myself or other people out there that are curious into looking UFO, paranormal? anything government wise, what's the easiest thing that we could access or information that you could give us on a concept of just understanding a little bit, not going to, cause if you start like, look, I posted on my Twitter, you can find it. There's a thing that they do with news reports, where I think this is why people think reptiles are leading our news thing is because they CGI your eyes to get the bags from out from under your eyes. And sometimes when you blink wrong, it creates fake anime eyes. And it looks like a reptile. And I'm like, damn it, why is there so many of this out there? You're not leaving any room for these things not to be true. Right?
0: Yeah. So for me, and I know people kind of absorb information and learn things differently. But for me, it was listening because, you know, just like anybody else, if if you have the luxury, at least of uh, uh, when you do your job or you're working or when you're doing things at home and you can listen to podcasts, much like this one. Uh, So for me, it was, I started 15 years ago with Coast to Coast AM. And also uh, now it's uh, Fade to Black with Jimmy Church, great podcast. websites would be, you know, the coast to coast AM website mystery wire that's George Knapp. And he's a, uh, a really good, uh, reporter. He's, uh, from this Las Vegas news station. He actually, I think broke the Bob Lazar story and he's buddies with, uh, Jeremy Corbel and is a consultant with Jeremy on a lot of his films. So that's mysterywire.com. Um, and then there's another long time journeyman or woman, her name is Linda Moulton. Howe. she has a YouTube channel, it's called earth files. And you can just look up earth files. And and she's doing a lot because for me, the the easiest way or at least the most convenient way for me is to listen to shows while I'm doing things, whether it's out in the yard working or mowing the grass or even doing my day job. A lot of times I can just listen and absorb and with that you hear you kind of get the gamut. There's some people that are just really out there. And I think uh, common sense will dictate and you'll you'll figure it out pretty quick. Uh, but but you learn a lot. And that's how that's the way I learn more so than reading for me is listening. And that's what I would recommend.
1: There's um, there was about a million podcasts, a little bit over a million. That was before the pandemic had begun and lockdown had begun then during lockdown it peaked up by at least over a million and a half podcasts were created and now during this time when everything's returning back to work and it looks like we'll be going back into lockdown i have no clue what's going to happen with that um i hope not i really can't picture a bunch of businesses closing down after like so many people killed themselves because they lost their family business that they had so much had happened um but they all dropped off. It was, I think it went back to a million seven hundred thousand eight hundred and sixty-seven thousand or something like that. It was something, it's a huge, like a million loss because too many people couldn't keep up with their shows with going back to work. It was much easier when you got to work from home or you got to sit and collect. And I go, you know how easy it was when I was trying to collect unemployment for like four months, five months, and I couldn't get it. And then finally, I got it on that seventh month and all that fucking hatred I had where I was like, I can't believe it. I'm losing. I I can't get my unemployment. Nothing's working. None of the lines, all the fucking call lines. Oh my God. You're waiting for like 10 days. You would call the second it became the time when they opened like 7am, you would call a minute in advance to make sure you got through. Uh, uh, uh call, call busy line over and over and over. And finally you got a person, then it's a system. And then it's all this type of stuff. And you're just like, what, how do I do this? And then all that anger went away when I got the money. I don't want people to forget that all because they gave you the ability to go out into the world again, understand all that pain, all those people that lost businesses, all those people that all that hardship that gets thrown away because they give you back your a thing that you had before. It's insane. And so I,
0: I'm really confused too with this, with the Delta variant, and it can be, I'm, and I'm sure there will be other variants, but they want you to get a shot and they say, at first they said, you know, the existing shot is, you know, will work against the Delta variant. And then now maybe not so much, and then I'm hearing different percentages, well, it's, it's this percent effective or it's that percent effective. And now even if you're inoculated, well. You still need to wear a mask, and you still need to social. Wilson, well, why did I? Why should I even get the shot then? You know, if if you still got to do all this and that, then you know, maybe I would just be better off getting it organically and having my own, um, you know, my body developing its own, just the way it does any other virus that you get. But it's very confusing to me, and the science is kind of a, it's kind of, uns- uns- it's it has a political slant. Um, and to me I just kind of sniff up that there's an aspect of a system of control to it right. Um, but yeah you got to get inoculated yeah you still need to wear a mask yeah you need to social distance look out here it comes again. Why? you know why even get the shot then like what's what's the point. Um, and I get it if you're you know elderly or you, you know you have a, a serious illness like that, or your cancer sure
1: I get it but. Other than that, I, no, I don't have any plans on getting shot. So I stand with you on that too. But it, it, I, I've brought this up a few times, reference wise, when it comes to a conversation between a vaccine and an unvaccinated person. The vaccine person goes, I want you to get the shot because I care about you, Matt. I really, I really want you to be okay. And these symptoms can be very severe if you don't have the shot to help at least dull the symptoms. And then you go, well, I'm not suffering from any illnesses and I'm, I'm okay. I don't feel comfortable taking it. And then the person goes, well, fuck you. I hope you die and get COVID. That's exactly how the, and it's not, I've said this multiple times. Everyone has said exactly what you said. Yes, pretty much. People say, no, nobody says that. Yes, they do. That's how a conversation goes with one of any. It's all a factor of I lined up and did what I was told. And now you're not following rules. When people wore masks in stores and you saw someone without a mask in your head, you thought, that person's not following the rules. They should be wearing a mask. Why are you thinking that? Because you've now been programmed to be in this type of way. This is what brainwashing is. It's not scrubbing somebody's brain or clockwork orange. It's convincing you by the things that they say, the words that they drop to make you think a certain way that necessarily you might not be thinking without whatever that influences.
0: And, and I've had that happen to me, not in so many words. And my response to that was is, well, then you should encourage me not to get the shot so I can get sick and die. You can just get rid of people like me that think differently than you. Like, why aren't you doing that? And that kind of took them aback. The other interesting thing that's happened to me as far as this goes is, um, you know, I'm friends with a lot of folks that are anti-mask, anti-vaccine. And so I was explaining about, you know, my parents. And I was like, you know, I didn't tell them to get the vaccine. I gave them all the information I knew and they consulted with their doctors and they decided that they wanted to get vaccinated. So I took them and they were upset with I would never let my mom and dad do that. I was like, well, see, that's the difference between you and me because I gave them the freedom of choice. They can decide what they want to do. No, I didn't agree with it. I let them do it, but they can decide. If you say that you're not going to let them do something, aren't you just as bad? I mean, you're taking away freedom. You're taking away their choice. Whether you agree with it or not, you should leave that up to them. Now, unless they're like, you know, mentally out of it or you know alzheimer's or something like that but you know it's even though if i disagree with something i think that you have the right that's it's cool. kind of flipping it on its head I, I didn't agree with that sentiment either
1: it's sorry real- i have a
0: shih tzu in my lap here i heard this dog go. Oh. yeah i was like
1: okay um but <laughs> he's so cute um but yeah, it's just so weird how divisive and how like it's it's just like the political stuff. People want to condemn you for whatever your belief is. And I'm like, can't we just have an open discussion and everyone worry about themselves in a little bit? And I get it. If you have a family member and you're worried, sure. But at the same time, it's also a, you got to make let someone figure it out. For me, if I get it and I die, then that's that's how the game's played. I I knew what was going on when it happened. Guess what? I wasn't worried about it then and I ain't worried about it now. Now, will I change my view on that on my deathbed? Probably.
0: I can't say this, and it just popped in my head. My uh, my niece was pregnant and was talked into getting the vaccination in, B, uh, I guess in utero for her unborn child. Well, she did, and then when she had her son, he was six, seven weeks old, and he got COVID. Boy, she was pissed. <laughs> it's like, this was not... And then what they tell you is well you know nothing's foolproof it's not hundred percent and yeah and i can understand that but you know they're kind of the doctor was kind of towing the party line for i guess the hospital chain oh you've got to do this oh you you know you need to do this because my employer's telling me to tell you that pretty much but yeah she was pissed and it was the johnson and Johnson infection she went on instagram and gave them a mouthful if you will but
1: um, yeah. Cause it was weird. Cause Johnson and Johnson also retracted a lot of other chemicals and a lot of other stuff in their sunscreens and stuff that was called cancer causing chemicals is what it said. And I'm like, are you doing that? Because you guys messed up with the shot. And now someone's like, we have to make sure most of your products look messed up. So then the, the, it just doesn't get pushed to blame on the vaccine. Like it's not, this is not an anti-vax thing. This is a thing of like, it's been rushed. It's been a lot of things. And why do you care if someone gets it or not? Worry about yourself on that grand aspect of things. I'm not going to sit there and tell people that they're idiots for getting it. I don't give a shit, but don't sit there and try and shove it down someone's throat. It's the power of control. I don't like that aspect. I think that's the main problem we need to highlight is the fact that there's a, there's a, there's a, a once and a need and a craving and a lust for having control. And when people have that, it's like being a, being in a room full of toddlers the worst thing they can do to you is deadweight themselves but the rest of the time you're a god amongst children yeah and basically for for our group what we try to do
0: uh, when i'm speaking in person is to the best we can we try to keep politics out of it but if someone comes in with a mask on there we try not to be judgmental um You know, and we've had that before. People will come in with a mask, and usually what will happen is, is by the meeting, they'll take it off. But let people come and go as they please. If they want to wear a mask, if they want to get a shot, fine. If they don't, fine, too. Um, I do get concerned when, you know, people are standing out in a field that are inoculated and they have a mask on and they think they're going to get the virus. That scares me. I'm scared for them, but, you know, I'm not... You know i'm not angry and oh my god like what are you thinking i can't believe you know let let everybody to each his own but for the most part i mean that's I, I just don't understand why you know like especially with what's going on in australia geez you know if if you're that anti freedom of choice then let us get sick and die like what's it you know and, and, and thinking about that i actually looked up the statistics And I think this was just for the state of Virginia about what the mortality rate was, if you contracted COVID. And as of yesterday, the day before, it was about one point something percent. So and and I think that's actually low, because if you took a cross section of Virginia society, and then you think, well, what percent are immunodeficient, it's probably greater than that percentage. I don't know, three or four, who knows, but which surprised me that it was that low, but and I don't know if this is accounting for the new Delta variant. And I don't even know, like, why I trust that number. Like, why do I even trust that? Um, it does seem low, but, you know, I shouldn't not trust the government on one hand and then trust them on the other hand. But it's just, you know, sometimes that's all that's all you have, like, especially for COVID statistics, right? Um, so, you, I guess you just kind of take everything with a grain of salt. But.
1: Well, the weird part was when they were lying about COVID numbers to get more funding into their hospitals and things of that sort. It's like, well, you've opened the era for distrust to lead in now. Now, how do you expect people to trust you when you've lied to us so many times? I'm not going to pet the same dog that's bit me five or six times. Eventually, I'm going to learn not to pet that dog.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's where the system is kind of sick, so to speak, because you're going to get more money the more COVID deaths you have. So if this guy came in and Died from complications of a car crash. You're gonna say he died of oh, but he may have had COVID, so we're gonna just mark that down. Yeah, he was missing his head, but it looks like his lungs may have been. So, come on, but that's how they're competing to get money because it's kind of a sick system. I, I worked for a health insurance company for a while. Um, I've kind of seen that kind of stuff and how it works, and it's uh, it's upsetting. It's upsetting to say the least.
1: Well, Matt, I mean, I'm probably going to end up having you back on again. Is there any other topic or anything you want to mention before we wrap it up here?
0: So, and at some point I've had, just because, you know, with uh, ufology being so dominant, I've got some friends that are asking me to have a kind of conspiracy theory meeting. Um, And one friend in particular, he's an ex-Navy guy. We were fascinated with, because I'm like, well, what's your top three conspiracies? Going back in time, uh, the Vegas shooting and everything that happened around that, um, you know, that's probably one model of, you know, what really happened uh, how many shooters were there? Um, that one and Oklahoma State, uh, the bombing there at Oklahoma City, because I, I, when I worked for this health insurance company, I was out there a lot, everybody in Oklahoma said, well, there were three shooters, there were three shooters. And then all of a sudden there was two, what happened to the third guy? Um and I don't know if there's some kind of under like why, why, why do you I mean, is that because you can't let people know what really happened because it means you don't have as much control as you want people to think you have? You know, uh, that's the kind of stuff that I've had people lately asking, and, and I'd like to try to figure out how to connect them through some underlying like why why cover up things or why try to uh, black out some part of this? oh, no, that's not what really happened. It was just this maybe to like minimize something or because of the fear factor, right? And maybe it goes back to ufology. Well, we can't let people know because they're going to lose their minds. They're going to get scared. And it, it, it. maybe people would, oh my gosh, there's all these things flying around in the sky and the government has no control. And maybe it comes back to that, but just maybe on like a a micro level.
1: I have no clue. And I think that's why I like it so much as I don't know. I like things you don't know the answer to you know what i mean we may never know but
0: some things i think we will
1: we'll find out uh I, i think go ahead oh go ahead i'm sorry no you said you think i think with
0: ufology something's gonna have to happen just because you know space travel's privatized and it won't be too long before bezos and Uh, Branson and everybody else are flying people up and they're just taking cell phone videos and aliens are waving or, or interdimensional beings are waving out the window.
1: My hope is that we figure out their tourist hats. hats Yeah. Yeah, That's another, that's a, that's another excellent one too. Yeah. So Um, where can people find you at Matt? You've promoted a lot of podcasts. Why don't you promote yours?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm on uh, www.nebulacalling.com and Nebula spot with one L. And from there, You can get to my podcast on Anchor and our Facebook group and Instagram and Twitter.
1: I'll make sure I link it in the description. Did you want to put your Twitter on there as well, too? Uh, Yeah, and I don't even know what my Twitter handle is. Uh, Matt G underscore Nebula, I believe is my Twitter. Yeah, Matt Matt G underscore Nebula. Mm -hmm. I like Nebula. it's a good one.
0: Yeah, it took me a while. I was looking at uh, astronomical phenomena and came up with uh, Nebula. You know, I didn't want to use black hole. That's... Too common but is yeah. kind of the in
1: between so well i'm going to make sure i link it all in the description matt it's been a pleasure having you on i look forward to our next chat i definitely want to talk more about uh some more topics but i want to get a honed and narrowed one we can figure out where we can focus on the whole time and try and dissect it with each other's thoughts
0: sure anytime happy to uh oblige and we'll talk with you soon and thank you very much for your time today